0: Good evening, good evening, good evening, and welcome to another episode of Injury Preserve Podcast with your host, me, myself, and I, Mitchell Anderson. And I just got to say, uh, forgive me, I know I'm totally way late, it's been 19 days since my last uh, episode, but hey, I'm gonna, we got a lot to cover, I know I'm pretty late, but man, there's a, whew, the NBA Finals concluded with a sweep of the Golden State Warriors, where does LeBron James land next? Uh God rest his soul. XX to, uh, I always shop up his name. Tenacion, ooh, excuse me. Um, got a lot to review on that as well. I know we don't do music as much. Sometimes we do. Got a few album reviews here and there. Uh, Luke Cage season two is out on Netflix. I Have yet to check that out. I'm still catching up a lot of shows. Told you all before. I'm always behind. I'm, you know, I'm into. I'm. Binge-watching two shows right now in Sons of Anarchy and uh, Naruto Sh- Shippuden, uh, however you pronounce that. I just did the first Naruto when he's younger, for for any of the anime nerds out there. So I've been just binging like crazy. Almost done with season three of Sons of Anarchy. Got a few things uh, to review on. Uh, I would like to hear other people's agendas on what shows to watch. Uh, I heard Wild Wild Country crazy on Netflix Some. Some sort of documentary, but uh, man, hey let's just jump right into it um, you know a couple days ago this 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 ex kid 20 years old, born 98 God uh, I made a comment on Facebook and not a lot of people liked it, but they took it the wrong way and here's what I mean when I say this, hear me out. When I made the comment, I made a comment, I can't exactly what I said word for word on the post, but all I said was, you know, I hope this is like a wake-up call for the rest of the rappers out there. And what I mean by that, I was like, I don't wish death upon nobody. I I have no right to judge this life or the after. You know, personally, I thought, you know, his music was trash. And that was it. But, I, you know... Got prayers to the fans, the loved ones, his family, his his uh, ex girlfriend, pregnant, uh, the whole nine. But here's the reason why I say I hope this is a wake up call to all these. You know, I don't listen to these new new age rappers like X and Six Nine and Lil Pump and Lil Whoever. The reason being, I just can't even get into it. That's just me. I can't get into the new XXL freshman class. Every time I check on my IG there always seems to be some kind of new rapper on world star hip-hop or some, someone popping up for whatever reason, and it just doesn't intrigue my interest, you know? The only kind of rappers, you know, that new in this era that, you know, that, I, well, pretty much when I grew up in high school, Big Crick, Kendrick Lamar, J. Cole, Joey Badass, you know, type, types of rappers like that. Lupe Fiasco, you, you, got the, you got the notion, the reason why I say I hope this is a wake-up call for the rest of rappers now is because they always seem to be so like thriving off their roots or where they grew up, in the hood or wherever it may be. And sometimes, you know, a lot of rappers, you know, they rap just to get out the hood. Simple as that. And I, I can't really say because, you know, obviously I, I never grew up in that kind of neighborhood where thing, you know bad things happen. But the way I see it is, you don't have to, you know, always quote-unquote represent this and that, you know, that you got to show out for your hood or whoever, you know. You can do things in a positive manner, and a lot of people quoted that X was trying to take that turn to the next step to become a better person. And perhaps he was. I never followed him on social media or anything. Like I said, I never really could get into his music. I tried listening to his music, and it just—it's not me. So, anyhow, <coughs> excuse me. This should be a wake up call for six nine. All these other guys, all these guys on their music videos, you know, showing off with the guns and this and that. It's just like, look, man, this is real life. It's show with X. Even if you are a rapper, you can be touched. You can be killed. This is no game. People who do this, you know, they don't. They don't care whether it's you know the gangs or whoever. You got it. You can't. You know. Living life in the fast lane is just, that's not the way to go, man. It's just, life is, it's a marathon, not a freaking race. So, the reason, man, it's just, it's tough out there. And, I don't want to see any kids are growing up, listening to these people and getting inspired for whatever reason. Hopefully, in a positive manner. Like, I hope you have your rapper for a very long time. You know, because... Me, I didn't really have the privilege of growing up in, you know, growing up with uh, Tupac. To me, he's my all-time favorite rapper. To me, he's the GOAT. It's simple as that. And I, you know, he died in '96. He was shot, not once but twice. You know, it's so you see all these great rappers, you don't want them go down like that, especially in the heart of their prime. Uh, there was Tupac. There was Notorious B.I.G. There was Proof. There was Big L. It's just, you know, all these guys dying in their mid-twenties, that ain't the way to go. And X died at the age of 20. N- not even close to, you know, being declared legal to drink alcohol yet. And he has a, uh, a baby on the way. It's just like, man. So, like I said, I hope this is just, you know... That ball, that light bulb, you know, pops up in someone's head like 6'9", like, yeah, I need to calm down, I need to simmer down, I need to be here, you know, for the rest of my fans, my family, so on and so forth. And just, and you don't have to do it for the quote-unquote for the gram showing off what kind of guns and money you got. Just look, write music, it's your thing. Obviously, uh, for how popular you are, you're good enough to, you know, to garner the attention of the audience that you want and be able to inspire and influence those. So kudos to you, but I don't know. So like I said, I'm not the, I'm not the one to judge. I can never get into this, this new age of hip hop, quote unquote. But, uh, yeah, man. Um, any fans of there, uh, no means to offense or anything. I just can't get into it. I'm not saying it's bad. Uh, uh, to me, I think it's bad. But I'm not saying it's bad for you if you're listening to that. I just can't get into it. Maybe I'm just getting old. I mean, Christ, I'm 25, and so it's just it's weird seeing all these people that are born. You know, you go to the store and you see tobacco, <laughs> tobacco, and it's like you must be old enough for this age, and it's like 2000. And it's just like Jesus Christ. Or you know, buying alcohol, it's like 97. And it's just like man, time flies too fast, way too fast. You know, just this upcoming summer, I think it's uh, this month or next month, it's the 10th anniversary for the Dark Knight. I remember seeing that when I was a kid, you know, not to get too off topic, but I'm just saying, like, you, you go on the social media and you see something like 10 years ago or 5 years ago today, this released or this came out, and it's just was like, man, like, I swear, like, that was just yesterday. It's just, it's wild, it's crazy, but, uh, yeah, man, life eh, ain't worth living in the fast lane. It's a marathon you know enjoy day by day basis and if you're going through hard times or whatever it may be you know one step at a time man one day at a time you know i i'm still figuring out things and get uh figure out these kinks along the way and that's all right you know so but hey we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back to Inter reserve podcast <laughs> Welcome back to Injured Reserve Podcast with your host, me, myself, and I'm uh, Mitchell Anderson. So Um Man. NBA Finals, like I said, sweep. Where does uh where does LeBron James go now? A lot of people, a lot of lot of people, a lot of analysts uh from ESPN and FS1, all these people have been saying the favorite has been the Lakers, I guess. Um who knows how official that's going to be? I don't know or how credible the sources are, but uh, man, I really don't know. I don't see him staying in Cleveland, though. That's for sure. I don't see him staying in Cleveland. You could tell. I just feel like not so much the game. The uh, when he was playing in the finals, I think he knew in his heart of hearts he wants to go and play with a team that just has a more solid basketball IQ he likes playing with veterans I'm not saying the team, uh, the players on his roster in Cleveland aren't veterans but you could just tell after you know that significant game one blunder done by J.R. Smith uh, before they went into overtime and Golden State just end up outscoring them uh, man I just I don't see him playing on a roster like that and the, the truth be told it's ironic because he wants I think he wants to leave Cleveland even though the the players like J.R. Smith and Tristan Thompson, he wanted Cleveland to sign them to a big contract. He got them that big contract, and they didn't produce. It didn't, you know, Tristan had his uh, social life being brought to the spotlight. That didn't help. J.R. Smith has just been too inconsistent, and, man, it's just, ugh, I don't see LeBron staying in Cleveland, and if he does, I'd be really surprised, but he's 15 years in now. To, um, today's actually the 15-year anniversary of that. Uh, the 2003 NBA draft. Uh, he was selected number one overall by Cleveland, and Detroit Pistons with their infamous blunder of selecting Darko Milicic and then the picks after that was like uh, Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosch, Chris Kamen. Uh, not so much Kamen was a big... Uh, significant pick, but he was pretty solid during his heyday with the Los Angeles Clippers to make a few all-star appearances. Uh, Central Michigan alum. But man, what could have been if Detroit would have selected a Chris Bosh or Dwayne Wade in that lineup? But, uh, yeah. Uh, other than that, I really think... I think LeBron wants is... He wants... A roster that's sol- uh, with a lot of competitive veterans on his team that doesn't bring out any kind of like uh, discourage to the team. So if LeBron does go to LA, Lonzo Ball and Kyle Kuzma are out. That's the that's the way I see it. There's no way he's going to a team with that, especially when Lonzo Ball is dropping a mixtape and dropping the diss on Kyle Kuzma and this and that. And yeah, it's all in good fun. But he doesn't want the shenanigans of the Ball family, with uh, Lavar Ball being involved, he doesn't want that. He's too old for that. He don't want. He wants. He wants championships. He wants rings. He doesn't want, you know, Lavar Ball saying, "You've played with my sons. He'll make them better." It's like it's not going to be the case. Lonzo Ball's a bust. Been saying this since this past season. He shot 35, 36 percent from the field. He shot worse at the free throw percentage, of, you know, of all the point guards. There were centers shooting better than him, which it should be vice versa. That's just unheard of. You know, he averaged 10, 7, and 7. That's great, but when it comes to field goal percentage, I mean, really, it, you look at his field goal percentage. Like, how long is that going to last? With, you know, his teams, there's a lot of there's a lot of point guards in the in the league that you know that would get 20, 25 you know, 5-5 five and five or whatever, but they would their shooting percentage was so low. It would be like 41%, 42%. They would shoot so many times. It's the same thing with uh, Gilbert Arenas during his stint with uh, Washington Wizards. He would go these 20, 25-point games. He would get the spotlight, but he was shooting the ball so many times that he was missing more than he was making. And the rest is history. You never really heard much from him after his stint in Washington. So I don't think Lonzo... If LeBron does go to LA, Laker fans need to accept the fact that Lonzo Ball and Kyle Kuzma are going to be out of the picture. It's simple as that. And if they do, they are also eyeing up Paul George. And um, so I think what could happen is Cleveland signs LeBron to an extension, and then they'll trade him to L.A. or San Antonio or Houston. I don't think it's going to be Houston. San Antonio is possible since, uh, you know, Kawhi wants out. That's a lot of credible sources are saying he don't want to be in San Antonio. He wants to go to L.A., which could be. That's a high probability, and I just don't get how or why. I, I just don't see how any coaches or any team seem to leave like, yeah, I'll sign Kawhi Leonard when he know he's capable and healthy enough for this past season to play with his team, but he was just sitting out because he said he didn't like the he didn't like the team or the organization. What kind of dedication, confidence, and heart is that going to leave the impact on other significant teams? So it's like you're telling me if you don't like this organization, if I sign you, you just get set out for the rest of the season and just ball jive and say some other injury. You know, the team doctor saying you're good, you're clear, but you ain't going to play. So I, I'm signing you all this money and you're not going to play. So, that's, that's the way I see it if I was the general manager in the league. But, you know, to each his own. Um, I don't know. Like I said, if uh, Cleveland signs LeBron to a uh, contract extension, trade him to get something out of him, and they'll trade him to L.A., and they'll get Ball and Kuzma. Simple as that, because they don't want that distraction. So, Laker fans, if you want LeBron, that's great. Great sign. But Ball and Kuzma are going to be out. And then you'll probably get Paul George, who's a good player, not a great player. But he's notorious for, you know, going MIA when it comes to the playoffs. Then there's also talks of, um, you know, like I said, Kawhi. So, I don't know. We'll see what happens this offseason. It's going to be really, really interesting. Man, but... All I know is that things are going to be a little quiet for the summer time. You know, we got baseball. Um, things are pretty quiet. You got Bellator and UFC events. A couple big things. Big UFC event uh, coming up for Daniel Cormier and Stipe Miocic. Um, light heavyweight champion versus the heavyweight champion. Daniel Cormier has fought in heavyweight before when he was in the strike force Grand Prix tournament. Uh, he beat Josh Barnett in the heavyweight tournament in the finals a couple years back, but uh, reports have also said uh, after this fight, uh, they asked Daniel Cormier, uh, you know, what other fights he signed up, he still wants, he wants that third fight with John Jones, and UFC has been rumored that they want to do the John Jones-Brock Lesnar fight, Cormier wants to fight John Jones and Brock Lesnar, so that should be interesting, but only time will tell, it's like, if those two got those two gentlemen, John Jones and Brock Lesnar, can stay clean, that's the question. You know, but uh, who knows what how that's going to unravel. But man, I don't know. Uh this offseason is going to be crazy for the NBA. Uh, a lot of NBA fans out there. But with that being said, I'm going to take a quick break and be right back to Injury Reserve Podcast. Welcome back to Injury Reserve. So, <laughs> uh, the new Nas album. Loved it. Um, man, arguably one of the greatest of all time, if not the greatest. Uh, like I said before in my previous statement, I think uh, Tupac is the, the GOAT. That's just my agenda. But if anyone was to pertain to saying Nas, I would not oppose to that. Uh, his newest album, Kanye West, uh, you know, producing all of this and that. I loved it. Uh, kind The only thing I really had a problem with the album was, it, I mean, it was only seven tracks. So for whatever reason why it's so short, I don't know. Uh, some people say he was doing it because under the record label, he had to produce one more album and whatnot and get out. And maybe that might be the cause. I don't know. Uh, how accurate that is. I didn't really read too much into it. But other than that. I loved it. Uh, everything about that album. The meaning. The definition. Oh excuse me. Uh, just how relevant it is today. When it comes to being uh, socially conscious aware. Or quote unquote woke. Even though I hate that word. I don't know why. I don't have a reason when I hate certain particular words. Woke. uh Moist. And fake news, just I don't know why it just gets under my skin. That's just me. Uh, but anyhow, uh, the Nasser album, just amazing. Adam and Eve, probably my favorite uh, song out of that, out of the seven seven tracks, out of that whole album. Loved it. Um, it's just crazy. I, you know, I was reflecting back, and I'm just thinking. I listened to uh, Nas' new album, and I listened to Jay Z's uh most relevant album in uh 444 that came out around this time last year and it's just i don't know i just find it crazy that all these rappers from the 90s are just able to still stay relevant um they just it's like it, it, these rappers that you know that were in the 90s are like wine you know they just get better with age it seems uh, maybe that's just me four four4 uh, again I, I enjoyed that one as well and then Royce the five nine came out with the book of Ryan another you know another great album that I enjoyed him with the caterpillar song with M Godspeed's probably my favorite cocaine a great song uh, referencing to him growing up and with his father drug dealing with cocaine um, but yeah man uh, I, I loved all those albums. Um, a couple other albums that I, I, I've been pretty late on Anyone that listens to Rise Against Their newest album is really good That came out around this time last year I, Like I said, I'm super late Reports that Wayne Lil Wayne Is going to be dropping the Carter 4 Who knows how soon I know he had some kind of uh, Record label dispute on how and why I don't know With his whole beef with Birdman I don't know the whole backstory of that but yeah, and then uh, Logic, Bobby Tarantino 2, great album, or I should say mixtape, I guess you can say, um, but definitely the summer, the summer for music is definitely a good one. Uh, there was, you know, with Nas and uh, Seven Dust, um, anyone that listens to rock. I'm not, the Five Finger Death Punch, I didn't, I'll be honest with you, I didn't really enjoy their album. I would probably have to listen to it again, but I listened to it once through, and I wasn't really a fan, to be honest with you. That's um, one of those albums I'll have to give a second go around, and maybe, but even then, I don't know, I wasn't really feeling it. Same thing with uh, Machine Gun Kelly's uh, album around uh, last year. Uh, I didn't like his newest album that came out. I just wasn't a fan. Uh, besides that, uh, I'm trying to think what else came out. There was a couple other big bands that were coming. Uh, Shinedown's new album, amazing. I love Shinedown. Going to see them in concert uh, sometime next month. They're touring with Godsmack. Godsmack's newest album was amazing as well. Uh, like I said, man, all these artists that were, you know, mid-'90s, late-'90s, just crazy how relevant they still are today with our era. But... Uh, I don't know, maybe I'm just getting old because some of the newest stuff that comes out I, I'm i just like, eh, I'm just meh I'm just more of a 90s guy or or, ni- or early 2000s guy uh, Waiting on T.I. to drop a new album uh, who knows when that's going to take place I haven't listened to T. Grizzly's new- newest album uh, Native out of Detroit Love this mixtape though uh, uh, Obviously his uh most notorious song first day out got a lot of hits I heard that play everywhere but uh I don't know I uh, haven't heard his new album heard it was good or his debut album but the thing is though man i what I hate is that when you when you hear new artists oh, excuse me when you hear new artists that you like you hear their first debut album and it's amazing right there's not like a bad song on that on that album. But it's always the question, can they come back with something just as good, if not better, after that. Because uh, the quote-unquote sophomore slump is a real thing. It's still relevant today. Uh, you know, it happened with uh, Kid Cudi. His first album was amazing. Man on the Moon, there really wasn't, virtually there really wasn't a bad song on that album. But then, I don't know, he just kind of, for me, he dropped off. It, it's I don't know his second album just like was meh and that was it really I, I didn't really hear too much after him than that uh but I I don't know that doesn't happen to Kendrick Lamar or Joey Badass or Big Crit um uh let's see Eminem Revival that was meh it was meh it was okay I like the you know some of the songs it, with you know the whole politics and this and that that seems to be a very uh popular thing these days uh young Jeezy's new album i liked it not too bad uh Jeezy's Jeezy with this music with the beats and everything always amazing but uh yeah man i don't know sophomore slump is a real thing uh whenever i hear a new artist and i like that first album it's like all right but you know can they repeat the same thing if not better so it's it's a tough thing to do and i'm not criticizing them that it's like how can you outdo the first Thing you did that you got critically acclaimed with you know sub you know just amazing and then you go to just subpar to just, just meh and that's where a lot of artists start to fade out they drop one big album and then that's it you know uh, same thing happened to Craig Mack with Flavor in the Ear yeah, that's what he's most popular for uh, his first album was amazing and they dropped with Bad Boy Records him and uh, Notorious B.I.G. P. Diddy you know, they they were big in the mid-90s. Craig Mack had his, his little stint there, but then after that, his sophomore album was meh, and they just kind of fell off the earth. I mean, God rest his soul. Um, but, yeah, man, I, I don't know. It's it, it's it's hard to do. Once you come up with that one big hit and you make it to stardom, it's, it's like, all right, how can I do the first one? I think a lot of artists, is, that's what separates a good artist from a great artist. It's uh, good artists, is, you know, I don't know if they their work ethic declines or whatever it may be when it comes to writing songs or getting inspired. Uh, but, you know, great artists like Kendrick Lamar, J. Cole, Big Crit, Joey Badass, they're able to stay relevant and, you know, be mainstream simply due to the fact because of their work ethic. And even still to this day, artists like uh, Big Crit and Royce to Five Nine are still under the radar. They don't get... A, appreciated than they should be. But maybe that's just me. They're not as relevant to some people. That's just me. You know, Royce the 5'9 has been in this game since the late 90s, and people are just finding out about him. Same thing with Pusha T. Pusha T's been very underrated for a lot of years, notorious for being in the group called uh, 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 Clips. You know what I mean? And then he went out and did his own thing, came out uh, with uh, uh, his recent album. I think it was called Daytona. Uh, I can't remember. Well, he dropped that diss with Drake, and to be to be real, I mean, that's what made him relevant again, was that diss against Drake. And Drake took the L, and then that was it, really. I mean, <laughs> push the T dropped everything. And I hate, I never could get into Drake. I like a few songs, but I, it, it's not enough for me to buy an album. And the thing is with Drake is that like I said, maybe it's just me being old, but when his producer or whoever it was that said Drake didn't drop a rebuttal, didn't come back with a diss that T because it could have ended his career or whatever. It was too like too harsh. It's just like, really? It, it's like, I get it. You have to say that, but it's just best not to say anything at all because it's just looking like a bigger L than it was before. That's just in my eyes same thing with you know P Diddy and notorious big he said the same thing about uh when him and Tupac were going at it Tupac dropped hit him up cuz uh he thought you know the whole who shot you song was uh relating to him when he got shot the first time so Tupac dropped to hit him up which has been you know known to be arguably one of the best diss tracks of all time and P Diddy Says to this day that he didn't want to drop the diss track of Notorious rebuttaling against Tupac because he said it was just too harsh. And it's just like, uh, just stop. I get it. You got to defend your man or your, your, your homeboy, but it's just, it's best not to say anything. Just let it go. It's just like, look, man, he took the L. Let it go. It's just move on. Just don't say, like, oh, yeah, he's got. He could have came back, but he didn't do this, so he just left that at that. It's like, don't say that. It's like, I I could see, to me, I can just, you know, the writing is on the wall. Simple as that. But, I don't know. That's just my agenda. But, uh, with that being said, I'm going to take a quick break. And, uh, yeah, we'll, tell, we'll be back. You are listening to Injured Reserve Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back to Inge Reserve. Uh, this would be the final segment of the day, and I just got a couple questions for y'all listeners out there. I know it's early and summer basically just started, even though it's gonna fly by real quick. I don't know about the rest of y'all, but it felt like January, the new year of 2018, dragged down for that first hot month of January. Like it took forever, it's the longest month ever. And then it just went February, March, April, May, June. And here we are. So, that, that's just me. That's the way my mind works. I can't help it. But, with that being said, um, NFL, college football, a couple months to go, two months, but we're less than 100 days out, less than 90, 80, I think, to be honest with you. But, with that being said, who y'all got in the, you know, Super Bowl? I know, like I said, it's early, but... NFL Rankings came in for the top one our players. Tony Brown came in at two. My boy, Central Michigan alum. And then the GOAT, arguably, I think he is the GOAT, as much as I hate to say it. But the man's got skill, he's got talent, he's just nuts, Tom Brady. And is this going to be his final year? That's the big question a lot of people are wondering. This could be his final year, folks. I mean, he's, what, 40, 41. All it takes is that one particular hit, and then he's not the same man anymore. Same thing happened to Peyton Manning when he, in his last stint in Denver. And his defense dragged him along to the Super Bowl before he retired. And man, I, you know, I don't care. It happens to everyone, and that's okay. We're human. Father time is undefeated. It's undeniable. It's a known fact. It happens to every other GOAT out there. It happened to Muhammad Ali. It happened to Michael Jordan. It happened to Wayne Gretzky. It happened to Fedor Emelianenko. It's happened to you know all these other particular dominant figures that you can think in these categories of sports. It happens. It's okay, but you know I think Tom Brady this is gonna be his final year. I really think it's going to be. Um, I'd be really surprised. I can't see him coming back another season, man. I mean he's he's 40. I mean. <laughs> There's very few quarterbacks out there in the league that play to the 40. I think Favre did it. I don't think Peyton Manning did it. I think he was was on the edge of 40. He was like 38, 39. I can't remember another quarterback besides Brady and Favre. Not to my knowledge. Not off the top of my head anyhow. Um, But with that being said, um, I... The crazy thing is, New England actually has a shot at going to the Super Bowl again. Why? Because it's Tom, it's Tom Brady. I, I'm a Pit fan, and I, I, I hate. Oh, I just want the man to retire. Because one, I know Pey- Ben Roethlisberger is getting old. And you know, they draft the uh, the rookie quarterback out of Oklahoma State, Mason Rudolph, and hoping he'll be the. Uh, be the main protagonist for that team to lead the franchise in the future. Maybe Josh Stobbs out of Tennessee, who they drafted uh, two years ago. But I don't know. Um, If this is the year for Pitt to win it all, this has to be the year. Um, I think Pitt, especially Ben Roethlisberger, he looks at that challenge against Tom Brady like they need to stop eyeing just Tom Brady though. They need to get their team intact and they need to stop with this disruptions outside with Levon Bell, Tony Brown and with that with what, with whatever other, you know, causes that causes disruption in the team and the chemistry and this and that. Um pass defensively has always been some kind of work that just we always get and just taken out by, you know, someone like Brady. Um who did we lose? We, I mean, man, we got torn up against Jacksonville at home with Leonard Fournette and Blake Bortles. I mean, lost at home in the playoffs in the divisional round. So it's just ugh, can't can't be overseeing other teams. You can't be just like, oh, we're eyeing Tom Brady and doing the Patriots. You got to focus on the 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 now, the team that you got for this upcoming week, and that's the, that's the problem that brought Pittsburgh down in that franchise. And why they didn't go to the Super Bowl this past season. Because they were eyeing another opponent. They weren't focused on Jacksonville. Oh, Blake Bortles can't throw and this and that. He's been questionable on leadership. Well, look. They almost got the job done against New England. They almost did it. And they got a chance this season. I think Blake Bortles would be the most improved player coming this upcoming season. But we'll have to see. But with Leonard Fournette, if everyone stays healthy, Jacksonville's going to be a threat. People are going to, you know... That's going to be under-the-radar team. They didn't give them enough respect for this past season. Just look out for Jacksonville. Low-key. They're going to be dangerous coming in the AFC. Um, but uh, with that being said, uh, I hope you all enjoy the rest of your day. And this is Mitchell Anderson signing off. Again, this is the Injury Reserve Podcast, and I'll talk to you all next time.